The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices. But so many good types. But so many poor choices. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hoes and homies. Today's episode is brought to you by the podcast Crushgasm, hosted by Kendra Beltran. Enjoy. Welcome to Crushgasm, the podcast dedicated to the highs and lows of crushes. From their first to their worst, we're going to cover them all with a cascade of characters, including our guest today, two boss bitches who found solace in one another as the seeds of tender were being planted, and then some years later decided to team up and start a podcast that has just been named one of Detroit's best for the second year in a row, Nicole and Sarah of the Homance Chronicles. Welcome, you two. Thank, Thank you. you. My God, I'm not used to having people in like intro us. That was, I feel good. Thank you. <laughs> that was well prepared. I felt like I was on a late night talk show. I know. I feel like I, we might need to step our game up after that one. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm so excited to have both of you here. This is the first time I've had two guests in one. <laughs> one deal. Well, because we're really just one person at the end Truly. of the day. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. That's how me and my best friend were until she graduated college early and kind of just left me in the dust. <laughs> now she does her own thing and it's great. She's amazing. <laughs> but we, we're finally like not conjoined twins anymore. We're our own. <laughs> so I'm really excited because you guys are here to talk about your high school crush, which you just found out is the same person. And you just realized that like a week or so ago. Yep, um, exactly. Are you like surprised at all about that revelation? Oh, well, not really, but kind of. It's not a great <laughs> answer, but he was a very uh, popular crush for girls in our high school. Like there wasn't a lot of eye candy, to be honest with you. No, <laughs> he was more, he was on the, he was probably the most exotic blend that we had. If I'm being honest, <laughs> there wasn't a lot going on there in terms of um, choices. So, so by process of elimination, I'm not surprised, but because we have such different tastes in men, I'm a, I was a little surprised. I was also and it's kind of the same page, like Nicole and I, but for different reasons. See, I feel like we kind of have similar tastes and personality. And that's what I think drew us to that person. I mean, Wait, I'm, like a great. class clown, more okay. athletic. Awesome. You guys love okay. the, the mind or was there a physical attraction as well? Like he was also gorgeous. He was pretty. Yeah. Mine was definitely physical. I could not repeat to you one thing that we talked about. <laughs> and the funny thing is is like I definitely had conversations with him he was pretty so he wasn't like someone who was just like an older guy who's just out of your league like you actually did talk to this person it wasn't like a crush you guys had and just wrote about him in your journal at night like you actually had interaction with this guy oh I well, had interaction with him on a daily basis yeah oh, actually yeah, he was, was he in your class, Nicole? He was a little older than you, right? Yeah, he was a year older than me, but we had a class together. I don't, right, or okay. maybe he just failed that class. That's Man. what I was going to ask. I was like, you were, he was older. So why was he in your class? Like, was he not, I mean, he might have had a nice personality, but was he bright or? 
Well, probably on. not. But he, we had some classes where there was mixes. Okay. He wasn't dumb. He just, I, I'm pretty sure he was like the classic ADD kid who wasn't being um, challenged enough, potentially. Okay. Fair, fair. And there's some subjects where it's like, uh, I know at my school, if you didn't take it this year, you could take it the next year because maybe you want to do an extra, what is that, extracurricular or whatever. So right. Luke, he was a-okay. Wasn't... <laughs> Was it remedial or anything? He was average. He didn't go to the alternative <laughs> high school that everybody else seemed to go to. He made it. That was my crush. <laughs> <laughs> that he got was too another old up. To be at school. Like I remember he was by the counselor and I was like, oh, what's Mari at the counselor's office? He's like, Yeah, just a little too old to be here. Gonna be on my way. I'm like, God, what are you like 40? Like, all right, Damien. <laughs> But um, so Nicole, you said you two were you went to the same school, but you didn't really hang out then. Were you guys in different cliques, grades? What was up? All of the above. Yeah. We, um, we were a couple years apart, and we yeah we didn't have any of the same friends. Um, the the odd piece of history here that we didn't learn until we became friends as adults was that Sarah was actually really good friends with my stepsister in middle school and knew my family and had been to my house, but my parents are- Been in her room. Oh, yeah. My parents are divorced though, so I didn't spend as much time at my dad's house as like my brother did. Um, and And my stepsister lived at my dad's. So, somehow Sarah and I never crossed paths when we were growing up, even though we lived like, I don't know, 20 minutes from each other whole lives and we're in the same building and she was in my home. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot crazy. of synchronicities. <laughs> and what was that? Yeah, I was going to say that's really, that's weird and creepy. And then you guys did find your way to each other though. It was meant to be as kismet. Absolutely. Right. Energy was always left in the house and you kind of took it in when you came to visit. And I think that's why you two somehow <laughs> <well> connected later. <laughs> I like that assessment there. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, if I had met Sarah, we probably wouldn't have been friends. No. Because we're just so different. I mean, we're still different now, but when you're different as adults, you learn to appreciate those differences. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're like we're like complete opposite yin and yang when we do anything together. We are like the whole package because of that, and so <laughs> that's it's just totally because when you're like. 14 15 if someone's just not on the same level you're like that that girl's a bitch I don't want nothing to do with her <laughs> but when you're older you can kind of appreciate the differences more yeah I think I probably I think I also partied a lot harder than Nicole did in high school because yeah. I was partying a lot oh. like with everybody <laughs> I was not party with Luke yes I did party with Luke you'll hear why when we tell her <laughs> You guys said Luke was kind of this guy that every girl might have had a crush on at one point. Was he more like Jordan Catalano, Luke Perry, like that hot guy that's just like, oh, he's got that smolder? Or was he like all American Freddie Prince Jr. and she's all that? Yep. <laughs> all Both. <laughs> yeah, I I also was like, he was a combination of yeah. he was a combination of a Freddie Prince. 
because he was he had more swag than Freddie Prince, but not as much as Luke Perry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was like the perfect Midwestern mi like mix up of you know every girl's dreams, I guess you could say. <laughs> every girl. <laughs> every girl. Really Do you think honestly. if you like found every girl you went to high school with, they would like remember Luke in that same way that people are like, oh, Jordan Catalano. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, Luke. Yeah. Yep. So, yes. Um, I guarantee if I talk to anybody from high school, like I don't talk to anybody I went to high school with anymore, but if I you even mention the full name and they're like, oh, I remember that guy. Well, what yeah, no, I anybody. I still have a group of girlfriends from high school and I don't want to do. I don't want to do a spoiler alert, but they're the ones who told me about future Luke. <laughs> oh, well, I want to get to that because it is. Facebook is like I don't know. Some people hate it, but I love it because I'm just like I am looking better than him and him. <laughs> and him. <laughs> so I'm like I love Facebook for that reason. Yeah, this was not found on Facebook, but I'm with you. I mean, yeah. I don't have children, so I still get sleep and like can do a skincare routine. So I feel as though I look a lot younger than a lot of the people that I went to school with. And so there is a point of like, oh wow. And you know, I think I'd be like, what happened? Facebook can't sure, like, healthcare. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, I'm pretty sure that my friend group all peaked in high school. You know what I mean? Like, they were really at their top of the game back then, and they just kind of <laughs> petered out. <laughs> I think that's like 99% of the people in this world. But I want to Considering... take it back a little bit, because like, in elementary school, when I think about crushes, I think they're like adorable, and they're innocent, you know? And then in middle school, they're just plain awkward. And in high school, I think because puberty and your hormones have kind of settled into a better groove, things are a lot more intense when you crush on someone because you're thinking about like, we could, we could definitely hook up. This could be, this could happen. Um, do you think looking back, you handled your crush with Luke with any sort of maturity or were you just like, I'm going to, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like it was all sexual thoughts and crazy. There was no maturity on my end. <laughs> None at all. <laughs> I will say you... though, I reciprocated his energy and a 15-year-old boy's energy is subpar to a, a, a woman, like a female at 15. So um, I, I did not, I did not show a mature side whatsoever. I just matched his level. <laughs> oh. You're going toe to toe. A hundred percent. Yeah. Body oh. to body. <laughs> you want me to go down there? Because I can come down there. You want me to come down there? I'll come down there. I'll be right there. <laughs> Just match well, that energy. <laughs> it was more fun that way. Right. Of course. Okay. So you both kind of started to like him around the same time from what you've told me. But then, Nicole, you said your crush lasted about a year. But then, Sarah, you said it went on a lot longer. Like, where's the stories there? Why did Luke kind of fizzle? <clears throat> well, I don't know. Um, I guess if the, uh, I don't want to do any spoilers, so I'll just wait till I tell my story and you'll know why. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it lasted the year that I had the class with him. The following year, I didn't have any classes with him. So 
there wasn't an opportunity to have interaction. Um, and I think that I, I came to the hard truth that he wasn't going to pick me. <laughs> well, that's just sad. <laughs> At some point, I think you need to realize, like, is this, a fantasy crush or is this like oh could this be a real thing and at some point i was like this is not a real thing like this is just like good time fun like we were very very flirty uh but it did fizzle out at the end of the school year and then we didn't have like each other's information like i didn't we didn't hang out outside of school i wouldn't call each other phones. like there was there was no reason for us to I guess, continue down that path other than just the playfulness that we had during that one year that we had class together. What year was that for you? I was a freshman and he was a sophomore. So I was 14 and okay. I graduated in 01. So whatever that math is, what, 98? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, okay, so then that makes, I'm a couple years younger than me, you, I'm you were a sophomore. I was a freshman. He was a sophomore. No, I'm saying like when I came in as a freshman, I think you were a junior, right? Uh, yes. And that would have made him a senior? Yes. Okay. That makes sense then. Timelines. Important. <laughs> because when I showed up, my, when my class showed up, mm -hmm. things changed for Luke in a very dramatic way. Oh, what did this freshman class do? I can't until you're ready for the story. I got. I'm ready. I'm All right. for it. Nicole, I'm going to let you tell the first part of your story, the, your part of your story first, because I could go for days about it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I can be efficient. So. <laughs> um, I had whatever this class was, it was like a mix of freshmen and sophomores. I sat in front of him. So the desks were set up in columns. And so he sat right behind me and he would like pick on me all class. Like he'd send me notes. He'd pull my hair. He'd like do spitballs. Like he would do anything to basically have me be distracted during the class. And then when we would have breaks, uh, which I don't think I told you this, Sarah, but when we would have breaks, he would try, like, he would try to, like, sneak attack a butt slap. Oh. So. <laughs> the early aughts before the things got woke. <laughs> huh? Before things got woke back in those early aughts. That's crazy. <laughs> like, whoa. Right. Oh, yeah. But at the same time. Because it was him, I liked it. If it was somebody yeah. else, then there would have been a problem. You know, that's <laughs> not harassment when it's hoped for. You know what I mean? <laughs> if it would have been his best friend, I would have been like, no, nah, dog. <laughs> so anyway, I, I, like, I was a very curvy 14-year-old. Like, I developed early. So... I can imagine that now looking back, like why he was so um, forthright. <laughs> <laughs> 
But at the time, I really didn't like get it, get it. And I thought, like, I truly was like thinking that we were being flirtatious to like mutually. And so then, if we were in between classes, our school was, um, it was like a rectangle, but it had this outer like hallway where you basically would just keep going in a square, but it was, I mean, you're walking in a circle. And so he didn't do anything productive with his time in between classes and would just keep circling around the school. And so every time he passed me, like I remember this one time, every time he passed me, I said hi to him or waved to him or something. And then later on, he had told me, I don't need to say hi to him every time I see him. Oh, I know. That's like, who does that? You don't do that to anybody. You don't do that to the girl that you're slapping her ass. (laughs) (laughs) And then because he would not leave me alone, like during this class and then flirting extended outside of the class (laughs) and there was... It was handsy and whatnot. During a parent-teacher conference, my teacher told my mom that I was boy crazy. So mm-hmm. somehow I all I got blamed. <laughs> she got in trouble. Again, pre-Me Too movement, yeah. okay? Blaming the victim. Blaming the victim. <laughs> but let me tell you how Fucking I still got an A in that class. Like, it doesn't... <laughs> My boy craziness or whatever did not distract me. I still got an A in that class. I mean, I was boy crazy to an extent. Like, my mom knew, though. Like, I was the one who had, you know, Devin Sawa and JTT and, like, all those people, like, up in my room. Like, my wall covered in Tiger Beat posters when I was in middle school. Tiger so, Beat. <laughs> yeah. It was Tiger Beat. Right? I'm not yeah. right. Yeah, Tiger Beat, Bop, BB, Teen Beat. Yeah. Yes. Like, that was a special treat. Like, instead of wanting to get ice cream, I'd go get a Tiger Beat magazine. Same. That's why I stopped playing with Barbies, because my dad would give me $20 every two weeks for his little child support or whatever. And I, my mom was like, well, you only have 20 And I was like, "Do well, do I want, a ma- like, a whole magazine with cute boys, or do I want these dolls? And I was like, bye, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> A hundred percent. I don't, yeah. I don't remember dolls after elementary school. Mm-mm. No. Um, but so my mom kind of already knew that, like, obviously I was going through some hormonal changes and interested in boys and whatever. But to be honest with you, like, I was very inexperienced. I had my first kiss, I think, when I was 13. And there wasn't really going to be anything that would actually happen with this guy. So I, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking in my mind, but at the same time, there's no re like he led me to believe that there could be something. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that crush ended hard. Like he dangled something in front of you and then just snatched it away when he said, don't you wave at me all the time, girl? Yeah, pretty much. Right. He sounds like, because this the term fuckboy I don't think was a term then, but I, it sounds like he could be like one of the grandfathers of fuckboys. Oh, I would, I would say he's an OG for sure. A hundred percent he was a fuckboy. For he, sure. He wore one of those hemp necklaces with a shell. 
Oh, no. I did too, though. <laughs> Everybody fucking did, man. I did not. And he and he wore it like as a choker. Oh, yeah, I think that was the only option we had. There was only a size you could get. <laughs> but that was probably my, intro- my first introduction to the fact that I liked darker complected men. <laughs> really After he's high school, it went like way off the deep end. It was like full force, <laughs> like don't even show me a white guy. <laughs> well, we didn't have any, we didn't have any diversity in our high school until. Yeah, and this guy's After- just Italian. Like I'm not. <laughs> right, that's my point. <laughs> he wasn't even that dark of a complexion. It was just he wasn't stark white. <laughs> He wasn't porcelain like I am. <laughs> yeah, he was my uh, sort of ethnic friend. <laughs> nice, nice. So, yeah, um, so I'll save the I'll save the part about where he is now. Yeah, well, we're gonna get to that. I want to hear Sarah's oh, yeah. story. Yeah, because yeah, well. I'm gonna I'm about to turn it up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> my you mean more than year. butt slapping. You oh yeah, a hundred percent. You got nothing on this. <laughs> We're so, not really competitive, by the way. No, not, not at all. I think it was the most competitive we've ever been. <laughs> and you've got it on tape. <laughs> memories. Making uh, memories. Oh, God. Okay. So I come into school. I come in after Nicole, my freshman year. And I'm with a group of girls who are the alternative high school girls, basically. And um, they like to do hood rat things with their friends, but they're from a really small white town. And Luke was the only excitement in that town, period, to those females. Come to find out, probably a couple weeks into school, Luke has taken a liking to one of the friends of my group. A couple months later, they're dating, full on dating each other, Everybody knows about it. I think he was a senior. Mm. That was the math that we deduced. Yeah, right. So he was, he has peak popularity in his senior year and he chose a freshman female to be friends with or like be, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend with. And this chick was my best friend. She moved into town when we were in fifth grade and I ended up being her BFF for life for like the entire from fifth grade up until, you know, freshman year of high school. And she was very, she's very beautiful lady. And, but like Nicole, she had developed very early on and her mom maybe dressed her cause she's still at her, sure. Her mom was still, you know, managing her outfits and stuff for her. Um, I think her mom may have dressed her a little bit too provocatively oh. potentially. I don't know. Hmm. Things were just very skin tight anyway. So, you know, Springtime comes around, or I'm not sorry, fall time comes around, and these guys are dating hot and heavy. I still have a massive crush on this guy because, duh. <laughs> and he's dating my best friend, who is not Nicole. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I mean, this girl would come to my house regularly. And since Luke could drive, she would come to my house with Luke instead of herself. And so I would hang out with her and Luke all the time. I would hang out in the back of his, you know, his car. He had a really cool car. Um, 
I would go to his house. I would go to the parties with them and like, just sit and be the third wheel on purpose. So I could just have a couple more minutes with the man. It's tragic. Now I think about it. Were you like in the back of your head thinking maybe if they don't work out, he's seen me enough. I'll be the next obvious choice. Oh, that was how he was making it seem. He was at a point where he was, you know, telling me how much he enjoyed my company, even over her company. And I was like, this is bad, but she was becoming a very bad friend at the same time. So I was just like in the space alone going, I don't know, I don't know what to do with my hands, but I'm gonna keep hanging out with these two. Cause I don't know what to do with my hands. Like I just kept doing this thing where I would hang out with them and pine for him. And then Again, fuck boy behavior. I, we were trained well, apparently. Uh, I mean, and he, he met my parents. Like my parents had a rapport with him. He, he knew, (laughs) I knew Luke real well. It got to a point where Luke would contact me outside of his relationship and be like, Hey, you want to watch a movie? And I'd be like, yep. Yes, I do. I shouldn't, but I'll be there in 10 minutes. And I would just, you know, somehow get picked up by Luke and then end up making my way back over to wherever he was staying. I don't know if it was his parent. I think it was like a friend of the family. He had gotten kicked out of his parents' house and he ended up living in the back in the guest house or, you know, the shed, whatever the fuck it was. And we would hang out and watch movies and like not cuddle, but we wouldn't be platonic. We would just kind of be like, you could feel it in the air or whatever. And then things fell apart with the friend she ended up going to the alt high school and we never really so eventually I would just see him in passing at parties um because I knew he was you know or I'd be partying with all those people still and then out of nowhere one night some of the seniors when I was a freshman were having a party And I was there because I was friends with all of them. And none of the females that I was friends with that were my age were there. So, you know, 14 years old at this party were a bunch of 17, 16, sometimes 18 because they never passed. And apparently there was like a group shower situation. And Mr. Luke had gotten in and kind of dirty with one of the girls who lived by me at the time, who I was really good friends with because I grew up with her in the neighborhood. And she was like, you can't tell anybody. But guess who made a pass? And she was so excited because she too had a crush on this guy. And it was from like, you know, this guy's in her class for four years and she's crushing on him and she's so much older than me. And I was like, what do you mean? What? Huh? What do you do? You made a pass at you? What do you, how, how it happened? And then she proceeds to tell me the story of how they're all in the shower and things got whatever. And so I then had to keep that to myself from the friend because she wasn't a good friend anymore and it was just the strangest and I didn't ever tell Luke about none of the the fact that I knew any of this stuff none of it and then um everything kind of like faded away because we didn't have social media we didn't have cell phones to keep track and contact with each other I don't know where he went he just graduated and and that was that and then my friend at the time um I don't believe they continued to date after that. I think the scandal came out eventually. So I lost track of him completely. Nicole lost track of him completely. And then I'll tell my part because I think you were told second. I saw it first person. <laughs> I was at my mom and dad's house years later. 
and I was watching TV and a hair club for men commercial showed up on the, on the TV there and Luke's big old face was front and center. Oh my God. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In case we haven't dated ourselves enough in this episode, hair club for men came on. Oh, and- fuck. <laughs> yeah. I, I never saw him on the commercial. However, I had a friend who did see him on the commercial who then told me about it. And then he was like one of the number one people on their website as like a testimonial. And so the ultimate fuck boy ended up with <laughs> hair plugs. I like you could have went a million different ways and I would have been like, okay, that's probably how it would have ended, but not a commercial for hair club for men, like totally <laughs> out of left field. <laughs> anything else I would have been like all right like I could expect that whoa (laughs) I I hollered I hollered I was like mom it's Luke and she was like oh holy shit (laughs) well the interesting thing is that when when they showed the picture of him without his hair on top it was he was not very recognizable but he had his full name was everywhere on the website like I think there was a billboard on the tremor like I don't know if he got paid to do that no he, he got paid he was a slut for money he, of course he got paid <laughs> he had to have gotten paid nicely in addition to the hair plugs as a bonus right. <laughs> he'll probably just tell you he's like a model though he's like no I'm just a model right no he wasn't modeling plugs is what he was doing because he he got plugs in his head yeah yeah so my like forever friend from like kindergarten who had a crush on him who was in the same class with me with him who participated in all this debauchery she just randomly sends me a text one day of him with like little micro hairs on the top of his head and it's just like guess who (laughs) Oh. <laughs> so this man um who has hair plugs today he both kind of, he treated you both like he played games with your head um oh, yeah 100 and sarah he just made you this third wheel and gave you this false hope how did those games do you think like looking back impacted how you date today well, I don't put my eggs in a basket that's taken. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which you should never do anyway. But you know what I mean? Like I was, at least I learned that when I was young. I'll never fuck around with a married man. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, I haven't spent much time thinking about him and how he's impacted my life. But... <laughs> Other than dating darker complexions. Well, yes. Yeah. He was my, he was a, a I like dipped my toe gateway. in the water with he him. He was a gateway drug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think though that um, I developed or not that I developed, I had some self-esteem and self-confidence issues already naturally as any 14 year old girl usually does and especially in the 90s when the 
societal norm is the Kate Moss diet of diet Coke and cigarettes, right? It was awful. I, and I've always been, I've always had curves. And so I was not the norm for the 90s. And to already have issues with um, my appearance and my weight and things like that, I, it definitely did not help. It perpetuated a problem that was already existing within myself. And I definitely think that there was a point where I was like, I am like, am I like, am I not like the cool kid? Like, am I not in the, in the group? Like, would I not be wanted? You know, like, I think that, um, continuous flirtatious behavior without any kind of closure or any kind of actual next action to be like, I'm interested in you or whatever that next step would be. Um, is, is not helpful, uh, to a girl's young psyche. Mm -hmm. Hearing these stories and what you just said, I usually end every interview or the crush portion asking people, you know, what would your dream life be like if this crush had worked out? But for you guys, we're just going to move on to talking about the podcast. (laughs) I don't think in any scenario would you have been happy with a man modeling or promoting hair plugs for men. (laughs) To be honest, it probably would have panned out the same way it did now. (laughs) <laughs> he's not with me <laughs> I would have figured it out eventually <laughs> to be honest um yeah we would not have ever really been a match because our lifestyles were too different our values were too different if we had ended up together we would have been divorced <laughs> <laughs> if it even got that far do we know right. a sign? I'm sure he has kids and is married and stuff now. I don't know. I haven't, other than the other day when we came to this revelation, mm-hmm. I have not gone down the Luke path in a very long time. A Luke <laughs> rabbit hole? Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to air some grievances today, and I hope that was a little therapeutic for you to just, like, let Luke go. Let that <laughs> energy go. Right? Because you guys have so much positive energy and you put it into the Homance Chronicles, which um, what were you guys sort of each doing before you decided to partner up for a podcast? Being friends, fucking around, doing stupid <laughs> I was like, shit. Fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> Debauchery. I mean, we would go to the bar Friday, Saturday, every weekend. And at one point we were always VIP, but we never actually signed up for VIP. We just managed to make it to the top and a little socialite, you know, scene, if you will. And just strange shit happens to us all the time, regardless if we're partying or not, we could just go to the grocery store together, pick up some stuff for a trip and then boom, weird shit. So podcasting yeah we would come so we worked together that's how we ended up eventually meeting each other and becoming friends is that we worked together and we were both single at the time we were in our 20s we were placed together i'm pretty sure uh, in a corporate environment you know the the planets aligned us because we needed each other at the time and so we would spend all weekend you know going out getting drunk creating stories, come back to work on Monday and 
have lunch with other coworkers slash friends, tell them how our weekend went. And they were like, amazed at the things that we would come across. And so I wanted to put it into a book or at least talk about my dating experiences in a book. Turns out when you write and are in front of a computer all day for work, you don't have a lot of motivation to do more writing in front of a computer in the evening. So um, Sarah was like, let's do a podcast. And our abilities to fill in the gaps and remember different parts of the evening to tell a full story is really quite remarkable. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a special gift that we've been given. <laughs> um, and oh. so we thought, you know, the world needs to be blessed. With- <laughs> oh, we were, so we were also like, you know, at work, probably every Monday, I would say Monday, Tuesday timeframe, we have at least three or four people be like, are you going to lunch today? Do you, you want to go to lunch? And then we'd sit there and tell our whole story from the weekend and then not eat. I was like, maybe we should podcast this so that we can eat at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I, I need that uh, sustenance. Yeah. <laughs> Still hung over guys. I need to eat. <laughs> But then, um, you know, the podcast has grown with us as we've gotten older and things in our lives have changed. And so we have had a lot of comedians from the Detroit local comedy scene come on and be guests. But the the pandemic actually really opened us up to a more global audience and opportunities. And it's been going more, more down a, um, a self-help, self-love um road that is in combination with our real life stories and are still like our comedic flair yeah because we're not changing the fact that we're hoes <laughs> that's never gonna ask, go away it sounds like you sort of became friends during like the like what I like to call the hoe phase of life which I think everyone man woman whatever you identify as needs to go through in life I don't if it's a year or it's several 10 whatever um how important hoe decade yeah <laughs> the decade Two of hoe no big deal it's fine <laughs> how important would you say that hoe phase is and has it been for you um me personally I think the hoe phase was incredibly important to figure out what I don't want, because I'm one of those people where like, I don't know anything until I know it. And so I doesn't, I don't know what I want. I don't know, you know, the fun things in life. I'm just like, well, give me it all. And I'll tell you what I don't like after I experience it all. So for me, it was incredibly important to figure out who I am and basically like, what are my life goals? Do I want to date to marry? Do I want to have children? No. Do I want to have, you know, a life with a person at the end of the day, every day. And it's necessary. It's completely necessary my opinion. My whole phase came at a very important time because it was post a very traumatic breakup and I wouldn't have been a good partner for somebody else anyway, even if I had tried to get into a relationship. So why not spend some time having fun and enjoying life? And I am pretty much a Virgo to a T. I'm pretty anal retentive and I'm like a planner and um, 
Sarah is the opposite. So we, we were able to find this middle ground that was, um, super fun, but never to like an illegal standpoint. <laughs> right. It was never that we never got to a point where we were being dangerous or like, you know, putting others in harm's way or ourselves in harm's way, but it was always never, it wasn't ever like good person, like angel fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not angels. So fun. It's hope. We fun. just never get caught. How's that? You're just doing ho things and having good fun. And what yeah. I, what I like about you guys is you guys use ho as a term of endearment. Was that kind of based on how like Amber Rose has her like slut walk and wants to take the power back from the term? Yeah, in a way, we we started calling we started calling our friendship a homance mm-hmm. as the female equivalent of a bromance because what do you call two women who are close and hang out like that and instead of just like best friends for life yeah she's my bmf first we're not that way so yeah but also the so the podcast is a little bit more about not having shame in your game (laughs) if you feel like what makes you happy is not being married not having children um traveling alone meeting a guy for a weekend like that do you boo because we we just want to make it a safe common ground that everybody's allowed to live their life the way they want to yeah just really take like there's no such thing as like is like a shame a shame spiral or a shame or whatever so yes amber rose has that um kind of like fight fight back but that's not necessarily how our started Mm-mm. it really no. did start as a term of endearment <laughs> yeah like you know one was being a hoe the other one was just hanging out so she's a hoe and the other one's the manse like we just we literally took the word apart <laughs> and call each other you know either or um but primarily, like she said, it's about the lack of, you're not, we as women should not be shamed for doing exactly what men do all the time. Mm-hmm. And if we can have a platform where we can share our experiences and our stories and allow other women to relate in a way, either if, if it's private, if they want to branch out and do the, this, whatever we do, fine, whatever. But um it, it just, it really bugs us that there's not a lot of equality in the society when it comes to shame. Really. I mean, this whole thing could have started with Luke he really <laughs> rooted into me that I got blamed. <laughs> and this whole thing is a big fuck you to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, look, he, Luke did one good thing. <laughs> silent producer of the podcast oh my God. let's not give him that much credit but easy easy yeah. <laughs> well, I think you guys have a beautiful homance just from talking to you today I'm like these girls they're good girls together thank you thank but you what is like something you've learned from the other since starting the podcast be it about life um this business that you guys started together like what Nicole needs to have her socks on 
Awesome. That's the takeaway that <laughs> I would like really. <laughs> it's not on either. They need to be off. In order for me to be comfortable having sex, my socks need to be off. So As you I'm can see, I've away. learned how to push your buttons. <laughs> And something that she's taught me that I didn't just example was patience. <laughs> in, all, in all seriousness, um, Nicole's Virgo-ness has caused me to be more thorough with everything. I don't, okay, whatever, and just keep going. I sit and I pause. Like, I, I don't normally pause because I have no patience in that regard. Like, I'm not patient when it comes to waiting. I just want to push through shit and get, get things done. But she's taught me how to pause and, you know, just for a second and make sure I'm doing things right and is questioning myself is important, you know, all these things. Um, but she also taught me how to be, like, a really good friend through everything. She taught me how to be a friend. I wasn't really a good one before that because um, I didn't really have some, any genuine connections. Uh, and so I'm very thankful for that too, because that's not very common when you're in your mid twenties <laughs> to find somebody like that. But you can so sweet. Fuck her and, have fun often, time and every time I'm just like, oh, because <laughs> it's true. Well, lessons learned, and it seems to be working out. You wait. This is three years for your podcast, and you've mentioned you've had like local comedians, and I noticed you interview authors. I saw a, like a I don't know how to say it, a wine person on the most oh a Somalia, yeah, yeah. Yes. I was like, I, I was like, is that like an African person, like a Somalian? Like I was like, I don't know. And I, <laughs> and I was like, wine. Uh okay and you've also had some life coaches and you said you're kind of moving sort of in that direction what kind of guests do you have coming up this summer that we could look out for sure a whole bunch of stuff actually we're hoping to while she looks it up we're hoping that we'll actually be able to go out into the wild again and experience the things that we used to do prior to it all so we might be getting back to our roots hopefully at the end of the summer as well what do you got nicole yeah um so we have more uh, life coaches, life coach type people coming on, but we're delving into a little bit more spicy content. We've got um, somebody who specializes in erotic massage. So that's fun. Um, we've got, uh, she's now a friend of the show at this point, but... Um, uh, a woman who does a podcast called that trophy wife life um where we talk about sex fails and other <laughs> like juicy tidbits that nobody else has heard um we have a relationship coach who is coming on that is actually a guy and not a woman so we'll be able to get that perspective uh and then we do have a couple of local comedians who got actually really big gigs and are trying to promote them. So our friend Johanna Madranda and um, our other friend John McCaffrey over the next few weeks. I mean, that's, that's what our schedule is looking like. It's pretty fun. We're just living, laughing and loving. Sounds like God. Suburban <laughs> housewives, huh? Favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, 
We're the last people who have a living. I know. I don't know why that popped in my head. I think it's because it's ironic at this point. <laughs> I'm over here talking about getting lessons about erotic massage. And you're Wait, putting us in that basic bitch corner. <laughs> I guess I'm looking at it as we're putting a whole new spin on live, laugh, love. <laughs> I'm taking go. that shit back and making it mine, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> Reclaiming it. Reclaim that phrase. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, can you tell us uh, where we can find you online? Sure. You can find us at um, thehomemancechronicles.com. On Instagram is probably our, our most used social media, and that's at homance underscore chronicles. It's the same thing on TikTok. And on Facebook, it's the Homance Chronicles. Um so yeah, you know, Instagram's a good spot to find us. Also, we have a closed group called, oh, it's on Facebook, called the Homance Chronicles, a judgment-free zone. And that's where we share the extra uh, naughty bits. So. Spicy shit. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> extra ho stuff. Stuff like behind the beads at the 90s video stores. Right. The naughty bits. <laughs> Well, Nicole, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about Luke, your shared high school crush, and everyone, you can find all of the Homance Chronicles information below, and until next time, keep crushing it.